ओम नमो भगवते Reading this morning in Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 10, the 87th chapter, prayers of the personified Vedas, text number 39. Yadi Na Samudaranti Samudaranti Yatayaha Yatayaha Riddhi Kama Kama Jataha Jataha Duradikama Duradikama Asatam Asatam Riddhi Gataha, Gataha, Asmita, Asmita, Kanta, Kanta, Manihi, Manihi, Asu, Asu, Tripa, Yoginam, Ubayataha, Ubayataha, Upti, Asukam, Asukam, Bhagavan, Bhagavan, Anapagata, Anapagata, Antakat, Antakat. Anadirudha, Anadirudha, Padat, Padat, Bhavataha, Bhavataha. Yadina samudaranti yatayo riddhikama jatta Yadina samudaranti yatayo riddhikama jatta Duradigamo satam riddhikato smitakanta mani Duradigamo satam riddhikato smitakanta mani Idayutopia sukam bhagavan Anapagatam takad anadiruta padad bhavata Yadina samudaranti yatayo riddhikama jata Duradigamo sutam riddhikato shmita kantamani Asutpayoginam ubayatopya sukam bhagavan Asutpayoginam ubayatopya sukam bhagavan Anapagata, excuse me, Anapagatam takad anadiruda padad bhavata Anapagatam takad anadiruda padad bhavata we do that three times? Okay. Kantamani. <laughs> Anapagatam 
Persons in the renounced order of life. Persons in the renounced order of life. <coughs> in their hearts. Kama of material desire. Jataha. Excuse me, I said that wrong. Jataha. The traces. Duradigamaha. Impossible to be realized. Asatam for the impure in the heart Gataha having entered Asmita forgotten Kanta on one's neck Manihi a jewel Asau their life heirs, Kripa, who gratify, Yoginam, for practitioners of yoga, Ubayataha, in both worlds, Api, even, Asukam, unhappiness, Bhagavan, O personality of Godhead. Anapagata, not gone, not gone away. Antakat, from death. Anadiruddha, unobtained. Padat, whose kingdom? Bhavataha, from you. Translation Members of the renounced order of members of the renounced order who fail to uproot the last traces of material desire in their hearts remain impure and thus you do not allow them to understand you. 
Although you are present within their hearts, for them, you are like a jewel worn around the neck of a man who has totally forgotten it is there. O Lord, those who practice yoga only for sense gratification must suffer punishment both in this life and the next from death who will not release them and from you whose kingdom they cannot reach. Report A mere show of renunciation is not sufficient to gain a person entrance into the kingdom of God. One must undergo a thorough change of heart symptomized by a complete lack of interest in the self-destructive habits of sense gratification, both gross and subtle. Not only must the true sage refrain from even thinking of illicit sex mediating intoxication and gambling, but he must also give up his desires for reputation and position Altogether, these demands add up to a formidable challenge, but the fruits of true renunciation in Krishna consciousness are well worth a lifetime of endeavor. The Mundaka Upanishad 3.22 confirms the statements of this verse. Kamanya kamayante manyamanaha Sa kamabir jayate tatta tatra. Even a thoughtful renunciate, if he maintains any worldly desires, will be forced by his karmic reactions to take birth again and again in various circumstances. Philosophers and yogis work hard to become free from birth and death, but because they are unwilling to surrender their proud independence, their meditations are devoid of devotion to the Supreme Lord, and thus they fall short of the perfection of renunciation, pure love of God. This pure love is the only goal of a sincere Vaishnava, and therefore he must Vigilantly, vigilantly resist the natural temptations of profit, adoration, and distinction, and also the impulse to merge into the all-consuming, impersonal oblivion. As Srila Rupa Goswami states in his Bhaktira Samrita Sindhu, Anyabhilasita Shunyam, Jnana kamadhi anabhutam anakuryena krishnanam shilunam bhaktir tutama. When first class devotional service develops, one must be devoid of all material desires. <coughs> Knowledge obtained by monistic philosophy and fruitive actions. The devotee must constantly serve Krishna favorably as Krishna desires. For those who undergo rigorous yoga discipline only to please their senses, prolonged suffering is inevitable. Hunger, disease, the degeneration of old age, injury from accident, Violence from others, these are a few of the limitless varieties of sufferings one can experience to varying degrees in this world. And ultimately, death awaits, followed by painful punishment for sinful activities. Especially those who have freely indulged in sensual enjoyments at the cost of others' lives can expect punishment so severe it is unimaginable. But the greatest pain of material existence is not misfortune in this life or being sent to hell after death. It is the emptiness of having forgotten 
one's eternal relationship with the personality of Godhead. Srila Sridhar Swami prays. Here's another <laughs> verse with a very different. Dambanyasa vishina vanchita janam bhogaika chintanturam sammuhyantam mahara visham virachito yoga klama akulam ajna langinam ajna langinam Danginam Damsa Ajna Danginam Ajnam Ajna Jata Samana Nasan Madam Dina Nata Daya Nidana Paramananda Prabhu Pati The hypocrite who cheats himself by a pretense of renunciation thinks only of sense enjoyment and thus suffers constantly. Bewildered day and night, he's overwhelmed by the exhausting endeavors he contrives for himself. This fool disobeys your laws and is corrupted by greed for respect from other fools, O protector of the fallen, and bestower of mercy, O supremely blissful master, please save that person myself. That's the plain Pahimam. <laughs> Though this is a warning, a declaration, uh, members of the renounced order of life, this is this word, uh, jatayaha, jati, you know, is a word for renunciate, jati, means basically one who strives. (laughs) Uh, And so, yati, not jati, yati, yati, yati maharajas around and stuff like that. Uh, so these uh, yatis and kama jata maybe the last traces of material desire in their heart if they do not uproot it uh, then uh, uh, for those people uh, They remain, uh, it says here, impure, asatam, in heart, and therefore, uh, duradigama, uh, you are impossible to be realized. And they say here in the translation, uh, following the commentators, you do not allow them to understand you. It's not just impersonal. Uh, They have other desires. Although you're in their heart, I mean, Krishna is very close to them, is at hand, you might say, to all of us, but oblivion, not, not perceived. Uh, 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 and so because he's very close to the heart, he's compared, here the Lord is compared to uh, a kantamani, uh, a jewel worn around the neck, but you don't know it's there. A very valuable, super precious jewel, but you're just not aware of it anymore. You're going around looking for money, but you don't realize. So that's the idea. The, the reason it's a jewel you're wearing around your neck is because the Lord is in your heart. It's like everything you ever wanted is already right there. You don't know. Uh, And so, uh, then, it's interesting, asu tripa, gratify their desires, it says here, sense gratification, but asu means your life heirs, you're thinking of the yogis who are manipulating all the different uh, uh, life heirs, but tripa is, 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 means 
hear sense gratification and they experience uh, unhappiness uh, in both worlds. That is to say, uh, in this life, you're unhappy. You hard work for nothing. Uh, and, uh, and in the next, you get punished. Purport was talking about that uh, something. Uh, and here it says, uh, and from you whose kingdom they cannot reach, the punishment is the absence of the Lord. Uh, 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 so, uh, yeah. So this is this is the warning that, uh, 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 and we're told here the fruit of true renunciation, the demands of spiritual life. They are, they are rigorous. Look, anything in this world that's worthwhile is hard to do. You want to be a successful materialist, you have to work hard. Uh, everything requires effort. Uh, uh, uh. So, the trouble is to work hard in this world, as you have to do if you want to become successful, either in a, a financial area or in an intellectual area in science and mathematics. All these people, you see the people that are really good, they are very, very hard workers. There's a lot of people that have the potential and even the brains and even some insight, but because they don't work hard, they don't achieve anything. So you have to have more than just talent and ability and brains or whatever else it takes, or inspiration. You know, you have to also uh, apply oneself. Thomas Edison is supposed to the genius is what 98% 2% inspiration 98% perspiration <laughs> so everybody gets really you know, surprised at how hard it, or even in athletics these people have worked so incredibly hard so that's uh, so uh, it may seem to people that that Spiritual life is difficult, but on the other hand, you get something really worthwhile. Because the other thing that you get is a chapala sukkum, just a little happiness. They work very hard and they just joke. Prabhupada described it a little mental happiness. Oh, I was a success. I got this, I got that. And then you have to, so your happiness is middle. I was a success. You know? I won the Nobel Prize. And that's what you got, is that idea, I won the Nobel Prize. Other people are winning, they've gone on, you're being forgotten. You know, new people are coming up. Somebody else turns around and says everything you did was wrong anyway. You know, you've got this mental, you know, I was a success. That some history textbook is going to have one paragraph about me, you know, a hundred years from now. Uh, that's all you get. But uh, inter- inter- interesting here, what the commentators talk about is this, uh, 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 and, uh, uh, this, uh, it's in the, in the purport here, the desire for reputation and position. Yeah, I want to be renounced, but I want to be recognized for my renunciation. I want other people to know. Uh, uh, so even in spiritual life, this desire for fame and recogni- recognition uh, can still be there. Uh, and uh, and uh, that's really uh, a temptation. Yeah. You get some followers, you get some disciples, you, uh, other people you know, touch your feet and all that other kind of stuff. And you go, oh, I'm a big deal. You know, this is great. 
And if it doesn't happen, when you go somewhere, you're all angry. And, yeah, that, that kind of stuff. So this is the, the rigorous path here that the Shrutis are warning about. This maintaining worldly desires. Now our, our, our course, our, our, our path is really, basically, we are cultivating the chanting of the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra the Sankirtan, both in the sense that we're doing it in the association of devotees, and that something, the prefix san means something that's thoroughly, completely, or fully done. And Lord Chaitanya in the first verse, birth of this verse of the Shishastika tells you all the things that are going to happen when this is, you know, uh, when this is accomplished. Uh, but then, it's interesting if you look at the first two verses of the Shishastika. The first one is like trumpets, fanfares, ceremony, you know, a very, very, uh, 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 how, how shall I say, yeah. exultant uh, uh, verse. Uh, and it just tells you one after the other all the, the wonderful things when param vijayate Sri Krishna sankirtanam and then it's told you all the different things are going to happen and the second verse uh, you have so many names you put all your potencies in those names you've made it easy there's no hard and fast rules uh, for chanting Tamakripa Bhagavan and this Lord is your mercy in other words your mercy to do these things and that's announced in the first verse Chito Darbana Marjanam Bhava Maha Dabhagni all these things one after another you made it easy Tamakripa Bhagavan and then the contrast Mama Durdaiti Mama Durdaiti my misfortune Tavakripa Mama Durdaiva. My misfortune is that after all this, I still have no attraction. It's like a real, a real contrast. I have no attraction uh, for these names. Uh, and, and when Lord Chaitanya recites this verse, it's in the last chapter of the, of the Chaitanya Charitamrita, it says he felt. Uh, lamentation uh, and humility. Vishada Dainya. He felt bad about himself. Reflecting of one's inadequacy. And this is what also one has to be up for, this total and of course that's why that verse leads in the next verse, Trinada Pipsunichena. It's the opposite path of the material world, which is to become big, to become great, to become celebrated, to become renowned, to be famous, to have, you know, 40,000 Twitter followers or whatever the metric is of the, of the time, you know. Everybody wants this stuff and they're scrambling like crazy to become big. But Lord Chaitanya says, no, you have to become small, you have to become little. And so you see that, that actually great souls are very, very humble. And they don't think they've done anything. Uh, and they like humility. You know, people don't understand that. Uh, Prabhupada mentions the idea that, I guess coming from Nietzsche, that, 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 that religious people have a slave mentality, they are masochistic. Uh, and of course humility is widely confused with low self-esteem uh, which is not a different thing uh, why, why do great devotees actually actively pursue humility and seek it out and then they begin to get a little humble and they discover they're proud of being humble oh there it is again, pride comes in, you know. 
and always is there. What, what do I do? You know, it's, well, why does he come? Humility. Because as humility increases, uh, love of Krishna increases. It's not that they like the humility for its own sake. They like it because when you get the false ego out of the way, then Krishna appears. That's why people pursue it. And when once, once of course, you have some consciousness of this jewel around your neck, you know, you realize what a valuable thing you're carrying around with you, basically the whole spring personality got it, and if you really can appreciate it fully, then that makes you feel humble too. Because uh, as when you when we are conscious of Krishna, we are also conscious of our own uh, smallness, of his greatness. Uh, and humility is natural. Uh, in the material world, we are here because we are competitors with God. Uh, and pride is just our competition. Uh, so the devotee saying, yes, Krishna, you, you are the supreme personality of Godhead, and I'm happy about that. I'm not, I don't want your position. Because all this ambition in the material world is a, it's like a God project. Our own God project. So that's our, our particular path of, of devotional service. Those people who are not devotees is particularly difficult. They're looking to merge into impersonal Brahman. And they don't, they're, they're also for them it's a kind of a God project too. They want to become one with the Supreme or, 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 or all that other stuff. And uh, yeah, it becomes another competitive field uh, of, of uh, being better than others, what you want to do. Uh, there's a book by Bhaktivinoda Thakur, it's Bhajana Rahasya, and he has an interesting uh, take on the anarthas. Because what I'm describing is this anarthanivritti, the removal of unwanted things. That's what the second verse of the Shishastika prayer is about, the, the anartha, removing the anartha, unartha, artha is something valuable, so unartha is something that is worthless. And these are the list of things that impede or block one's spiritual progress. Uh, these are generally sins and offenses. Sins usually uh, at least in Kali Yuga, if you have to mentally sin, uh, at least you don't suffer a karmic reaction from it. Although to, uh, but offenses are something else again. They're mental. Uh, so, for example, one of the offenses against the holy name is is, is to maintain material desires. Uh, just. Now, of course, the material desires are not necessarily sinful. They're pious material desires. And not even the, the offense is not having a material desire. Because anyway, that's our bad condition. The offense is maintaining a material desire. When we, when we, we are chanting the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, if it's in the Bhaktivedanta case, we're praying to Krishna. The meaning of the mantra, Prabhupada says, O Lord, O energy dear Lord, please engage me in your service. And there's that service here on earth, and it's the ultimate service in the spiritual world, Krishna's pastimes. Please engage me in your service. So there's a corollary. You know, in logic, the, the corollary, the logical equivalent. Please disengage me from anything that prevents me from serving you. So you're asking for something. You may ask for some service, you may ask to become free from all the appetite. I'm the anarthas. Please get rid of this. If I see a material desire in my heart, I don't pray, 
Krishna, please fulfill this material desire. I play Krishna, please destroy it. If I look at these material desires, they're like monsters, you know, they're bigger than me. I'm a little guy in the ring and here's this giant coming to smash me. How can I do that? But Krishna can do it. So am I praying to Krishna, please destroy this material desire? Am I praying, please fulfill it? Or am I praying, please destroy all my material desires but this one? I want to serve you, but one thing is, I don't want to be poor. I want to make sure, I, whatever, you have maintaining a material desire. Because then you think, you know, Krishna is not enough. I have to have Krishna plus money. Krishna plus fame. Krishna plus beauty, whatever one is attached to. Then we won't make progress. So we have to, this is this, this Anarta Nirvriti. And so it's uh, uh, difficult. Uh, in this book, uh, Bhaktivinoda Thakur uh, describes uh, four types of Anarthas. Uh, and then those Anarthas, uh, he has four, four subtypes. Uh, so well, the first uh, uh, one he discusses is Tattva uh, Vibrama, uh, illusions about spiritual knowledge. Well, these are things we don't want. Uh, illusions regarding the Supreme Personality of Godhead, illusions regarding sadhan, uh, the, the, the process of prema bhakti, the re- illusions regarding sadhana, the process of sadhana, uh, uh, and illusions regarding one's own identity. You mentioned those. And then another another category, uh, this is Tattva Vibrama, illusions about spiritual knowledge. So we are working hard to uh, clear that up. And then he mentions four types of material desires. The next the next group, Asatrishna. Krishna means thirst for asat. And unreal things, material things, uh, uh, He says, uh, desire for material objects, desire for heavenly comforts, desire for mystic powers, and desire for liberation. Going up the, up the scale there, <laughs> desires. Because it's a personal desire. We should desire. Please make me your servant. Make me the servant of your servant. Please pick me up and put me among the particle, pollen, dust particles of dust to cling to your feet. That's the desire. Then he mentions offenses. Four types of offenses. Aparad. Offenses toward the name, offenses toward the form of the Lord, offenses toward devotees, and offenses toward other living entities. He's got that fourth one that maybe don't think about very much. Uh, and then finally, uh, weakness of the heart. This is Hridaya uh, Dorbalya, uh, weakness of the heart. Intelligent persons know the four kinds of weaknesses of the heart as follows. Attachment to objects not related to Krishna. That's one to think about for a while. (laughs) Deceitfulness or fault-finding. Enviousness and desire for fame. And then he goes on. Those things are weakness of the heart. Anyway, he discusses these uh, for a while, has a lot of verses de- describing them uh, in this, uh, and did other obstacles for advancement in devotional service. And then uh, we come because uh, this is mostly a collection of verses which he goes through all the ten offenses against the holy name. Uh, 
so on. Well, here it is. So then, uh, after a really huge discussion of all the possible things that <laughs> could go wrong, uh, he, he says, uh, one can easily progress by accepting the path given by the Mahajanas. Uh, if one acts according to his own ideas, one who acts according to his own ideas will meet with disturbance and ruin. If one makes no effort to become free from anarthas, he will meet with misfortune, being unable to receive the mercy of the holy name. Without receiving the mercy of the name, one will be unable to remove his anarthas despite repeated attempts. And then he says this sentence, But if one cries sincerely at the lotus feet of the name, then within a few days all anarthas will vanish. And he says this, within a few days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, then he, he, he then just, uh, some some uh, other verses. Then, then he ta- he talks about uh, uh, a few verses from the Hari Bhakti Vilas about uh, spontaneous devotional service. And then, he, then there's this this very interesting little paragraph that he ends this discussion with. Pretty much, he says, even if one can give up all material desires. The desire for fame is very difficult to give up. This desire for fame, which is compared to stool, is the root cause of all anarthas. Therefore, one should carefully avoid touching the stool in the form of desire for fame. So, I mean, Bhaktivinoda Thakur himself was both a materially and spiritually successful person. And so this is one, when you become successful in some realm, that may be there. You know, it, it, it's funny how it may come out. You've done so much, and, you know, some, uh, anyway. Uh, so he just, he just warns about that in that way. I, I suspect that suddenly from his own experience, he knew he had to watch out for being such a successful person. I mean, he was very highly placed, government official, and, uh, and uh, yeah, he was... Uh, uh, basically a 19th century guy and that was really important uh, for people fame and recognition and, uh, and, and uh, yeah, because he, he you know he, he, he was in two cultures at once uh, and he very very much participated in the English imperial culture and, and of course the idea of even starting a journal, for spreading ideas, which he did with Sajjana Toshini, was a big thing in England. It became, became a method of communication of new ideas was journalism. So he started a journal uh, uh, for educated people in Bengal. And, and, uh, and then Bhaktisiddhanta says, well, he took that journal and turned it into an English language publication. He, <laughs> So there, there were this. Uh, 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 so success has problems. Failure has problems. <laughs> so does success. And sometimes, uh, to keep the devotees humble, Krishna makes them a failure, uh, and they, you can learn from it. You can see. Uh, that if you want to become attached to any kind of anything, uh, uh, success, Krishna will show you uh, that it's not worth it. It goes away. Okay, any questions or comments? Yeah. <laughs> um, just in the beginning, in the verse, in the just this concept that the punishment is ultimately our separation from Krishna. Yeah. Um, sometimes, especially in the Christian or the Catholic tradition, you know, you're just being punished to hell for your sins. But, you know, to actually come to the level to understand really simply the 
is being separated from Krishna, and mm-hmm. that, that sin is a blocker. Yeah, you'll suffer from the sin itself, but ultimately it blocks you. Mm-hmm. Which is really yeah, that's the, that's, that's the ultimate thing, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I've heard that somebody describes sin as that simply it's like building a wall between you and God. Yeah, that's right. You know, so yeah, that's true. You don't even know it, you know, that you're suffering yeah. until it's over and then you realize what you were missing. Uh, uh, I remember once we were in Gita Nagari. Honoring Prasada, and some electrical device, some machine uh, in the next room uh, was on the fritz, and it was making a sound, very loud, sound, you know, and they couldn't stop it. They couldn't figure out how to stop it. And so uh, we're honoring Prasada, and and kind of like. can't even talk to each other, right? You can't say a thing, you know, this buzz is so loud. But after a while, we stopped noticing it because it was just there for a long time and we were just not noticing it. And, you know, because at first we complained about it and all this other stuff. And then all of a sudden it stopped. And just everybody went, <sighs> and I thought, that's what Brahman realization is like, you know? <laughs> You don't, you don't even kind of know you're suffering, you know, you just, it was just part of the fabric of your life, this buzz, you know, and you just accommodate yourself to it. But when it ended, you could really see how tense we all were in our bodies, you know, just from this, this, this sound. So the absence of God is like, like that. You know, you, you're, not, you're not even aware what you're missing or what the punishment is until you, until you you experience this, and when Krishna consciousness really begins, uh, one of the first things you really feel is, why did I waste so much time? It was it's always here, it's always there, and uh, very nearby. You know, I mean, not not, and I, and I could have done this years and years ago. But I was so attached to A, B, or C that I didn't do it. But I could have done this years ago. And you thought you were okay, you know, but then when it happens, you realize I missed out. Uh, And uh, uh, so so that... uh, yeah, more sophisticated, and even in the Christian Catholic, the more sophisticated people realize that's what that's what the punishment is, the absence of God. And that's a, that's you know, but for other people they have to say, yeah, and also you're gonna, you know, have somebody take you apart with pliers, which also happens, of course, even in this world we see it happening. Those those hells like that, but the the real things, just that. God. When the absence of God is there, people, you can't even tell them they're suffering. I always, I saw years ago this cartoon in the New Yorker, and it felt like I could appreciate from a Christian conscious point of view. It's, uh, it shows this uh, drunk lying, he's literally in the gutter on the street, lying down, and he's all messed up and dirty. And uh, uh, and he's a drunk because in cartoons they have the little X's in your eyes, so you know he's drunk. He's kind of and he's got this face and this foolish, this little grin. And he's looking up and standing above him is this lady in the Salvation Army. And as he's looking up, all bliss, blissful, she's saying, "Unhappy man," <laughs> you know. And he's looking this. So sometimes when you try to tell people about the miseries of material life, they're like that drunk, you know, you know, you you just think you're coming around bothering them, you know, to to tell them. Who are you to tell me I'm not happy? I'm happy, damn it! (laughs) I've heard that, literally. Yeah. Sense, 
Yeah, most sins are also offenses. Uh, yes, they would be. But, but uh, uh, yeah, but, but offenses are, are not technically, they can lead to sins because you won't get a taste for Krishna consciousness and look for something else. But, but uh, the offense in themselves, a lot of them are just mental. To blaspheme the devotees, you don't even have to open your mouth. You can just think bad about them. That, that, has, that is an offense. To consider the chanting of Hare Krishna as one of the ritualistic food of activity, just to think of it like that is an offense. Against the holy name. So that's why our, our serious process is this anartha nirvritti, the carrying out of the removal of offenses. And, and that the mood for doing that is has, has to be regret that I have these offenses, that they're there. I can understand now that I have that I have all these anarthas in me. I must be a very fallen person. I've turned away from Krishna and I must feel bad about it. Dainya. Humility. Uh, and you, that, that dainya is, is not in itself pleasant. Uh, although it's one of the components of rasa, actually. And the strong feelings of separation is also dainya. Uh, 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 but but when it, it comes, uh, 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 then then also the, the holy name begins to reveal himself, and, and, and then people seek it out. Danya and and, and uh, Vishada, grief. That was that's that's what Mahaprabhu was. Uh, feeling when he recited that shloka to Ramananda Roy and Swarup Dhamma. And then, Trinada Pisunichena, Tarodiva Sushnina. Who wants to be a straw in the street? I do! Can't do that either, right? <laughs> That's what you mean. And then, in that, with that frame of mind, Feeling oneself uh, uh, more like straw on the street. Bhaktivinoda Thakur, when he, when he mentions that, he's, he points out that it's actually uh, appropriate uh, for the, the, the actual state of the jiva to compare himself to grass or straw. Trina can be grass. Uh, you look, look, look at look at a field of grass, right? Uh, just one blade of grass after another, on and on and on and on. So think of just think of all the living entities, the jivas. How small are the jivas? Well, one ten thousand, the tip of a hair in size. Very very tiny, like a. And how many are there? Countless. So the actual thing in the material world that is most like the actual state of the jivas without their false egos attached to them is just this field of grass. Oh, it's not like, how can I possibly, I heard this once in a morning walk, somebody said to Prabhupada, Prabhupada, how can I become humble? And you could hear from the way he said it, how can I, with my good looks, my intelligence, my... <laughs> think myself in the unnatural and artificial position of humility. <laughs> Maybe easier for other people to become humble, yeah, but not for me. Yeah, I <laughs> no, you just look here at Jiva. Huh? I, I couldn't, couldn't hear. I think something like, well, just by becoming humble or something. <laughs> Say much, <laughs> but I, it was just the tone of the voice, you know. I don't know who it was, but but uh, he said like that. So so that's another piece of it, you know. This is uh, so natural, actually. And and of course, uh, if you think of the time of death, 
what happens to you is very humbling. And no one to, that we have on record has evaded it, however great they are. You know, they're in, they're in just a handful of dust. To lose all control. Yeah. So just embrace it, you know, that's our nature. That's the proof. Prabhupada said that the devotees surrender to Krishna to come to the temple and they bow down. But the materialists also bow down to Krishna at the time of death. They pay their obeisances to the Lord. Somebody's more powerful than they are. Even the big, you know, the Napoleons and the, you know, whatever. Big destiny people. They pay that, they have to pay that respect too. And then you should become like a tree, forbearing. Even when somebody's attacking you or doing something bad, you don't you know, protest. It's forbearance. Again, like a tree. Amanina manadina. Not wanting any respect for oneself. You don't want to hear it. Anybody praises you, say, wow, hear this stuff. Afraid I'll develop become proud. And, and, and of course, Prabhupada had so many accomplishments, but sometimes he was being praised. He, he said, no, I haven't done anything. He said, all I've done, I've, the only thing to my credit, I've just remained a servant. I haven't done anything. That was his credit. He said, I've remained a servant. A servant of Bhakti Siddhanta. Gave me an order to go to the West, as Prabhupada describes it. Uh, but I was so uh, attached to family life that I didn't do anything until my old age. And then I thought, well, let me at least try to do something. So I came here. And, and, and even in my old age, and I'm trying to do something I can't do much, but my spiritual master has sent you American boys and girls, and now, by your help, I can finally do something to serve my spiritual master. I have to thank you more, he said. That, that was his attitude. So, amanina and manadena, manada, giving all respect to others. And in this way, one can actually chant. This is called nishta. You get fixed up. Prabhupada said to be fixed up in devotional service. Get fixed up this nishta. So it's not that it's an advanced stage of Krishna consciousness in one way, but one gets to nishta. Very rarely does anyone fall down. That's the meaning of nishta. You're fixed. And this is this is our process such different from the material process. Mm-hmm. I appreciated your point because that's the way it is. It's not in itself. In another way, it's still yeah. the point is humility. Yeah. Using to the way to that condition. So that's the purpose. That's right. And, and, and it's an interesting thing. When, when, when the Shishastika prayers occur in the last chapter where Mahaprabhu is reciting them to Ramananda Roy and Swarab Dhammada, uh, it describes what, what he feels with each verse. And as you go on, humility increases. Uh, and I think it's, it's, it's uh, proportional to love of God. As love of God increases, humility increases. And, you know, if you read the whole Bengali commentary, I mean, the last part of the chapter, it's in Bengali, it's just basically uh, spinning out that, that those, those feelings of Radharani, you know. It's like heartbreaking. I mean, it's just uh, heartbreaking in its, in its humility. So I don't think humility has any limit either. And remember, it's not low self-esteem. Low self-esteem is a form of pride. You hate yourself for not being great. (laughs) I was just thinking about 
That's true. Yeah, they have to be proving themselves. Yeah, they don't have to be proving themselves all the time. Yeah. But so, much, so often that, that desire for fame or recognition comes from a, a, a feeling of lack of care mm-hmm. and feeling like you have to assert yourself to, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. feel important and feel part of the mm-hmm. community. Mm-hmm. interesting. Good point. Let us stop. Thank you very much. Shri Prabhupada, Ki Jai, Shri Mabhagavatam, Ki Jai.